What an episode I've got in store for you guys this week on Trackback. I'm joined by Ollie Burton, uh, a TikTok comedian sensation. Now, this guy is quite well known for his impressions. He does some wicked impressions, I tell you. He's very well known for doing his Disney impressions. And on this show, he tests me, Cal Mac, out with some classic Disney impressions. They're incredible. Um, I will give you a little hint. I didn't do as well as I thought I would. But... Only one way to find out. Listen to this episode with myself and Ollie. And if you want to get in touch and give us your uh, opinion on who your favourite Disney character is, then tell us by emailing the team at trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com and follow us on Instagram at trackbackpod. Here's Ollie. How are you doing, my friend? We're all right. We're surviving. We're not thriving, but we're surviving. I think that's you know as what? good as I can offer for 2021. Let me guess. I've only known you for about three seconds, but immediately, are you a bit of a rhyme man? A what man? A rhyming. You like you like your rhymes. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you like a bit of a rhyme. Um, I like a rhyme. Whether or not I can rhyme is another question. Come on, give us a rhyme. You got three seconds to give us any rhyme. Any rhyme? Bloody hell. Um, a rhyme. Okay. Um... I can't rap or cook, but I can read a book. Does that rhyme? Can't yeah, I think book, I think I'll pass that. I think I'll pass that. That that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's it's nearly two o'clock. We we can accept. We can accept that. But Ollie, <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so thrilled that you have uh, taken your time out to come on uh, my TikTok trek. And I've got to say, is that a Britain's Got Talent jacket you've got on? It is. It's a a Britain's Got Talent hoodie, circa 2012. 2012 let me that was the yeah. year that i think ashley and pudsey won that year isn't that correct it was probably yeah i think it was around that time i can't even remember that was me <laughs> on the other side of the camera the other side of the camera did simon cowell give you that jacket especially because i if that's true it'd make me so jealous uh i'd like to say yes but the reality is no it was just in a box <laughs> just in a box <laughs> Everyone had to wear them just in a box unfortunately nothing exciting now, Ollie, I've been checking out your TikTok. I've got to say, I am a huge fan. And there's three words that describe you here. Accents, impressions, and silliness. Can I just say, they're the three words that describe me. So I think we've got a lot more in common than you might think. I think I've met my duplicate right here, which is just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't really know how I got to accents, impressions, and silliness, but um, it's. I thought, I literally do accents. I like to think I can do impressions and everyone can verify the silliness. So that's where that well, came from. You've got a verified tick in your TikTok account, so you must be doing something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. But Ollie, let's let's uh, talk a bit about your impressions first. What was the inspiration getting into them? Was it something that you did at, at a young age? Is it kind of you were watching, you know, some of your favorite characters on TV and it, it, you kind of thought... Yeah, you know, I'd love to try and do something like this because impressions, they are very much loved in the entertainment world. Everybody loves a good impression. Yeah, I think it's really two reasons. Um, the first thing is animation in regards to Disney and voice acting uh, with their films. And Disney as a whole, as a franchise, from a business perspective, from a creative perspective, has captivated me. The story about it, everything that's gone into it, from the theme parks, the films, um, the renaming of the animation studios, the invention of Mortimer, who then became Mickey. And that whole concept really 
uh, captivated me, which is why there's such a Disney focus. But impressions as well, because that's my style of humor. If I'm with friends or family, um, and there's a waiter or waitress at a restaurant, I will often impersonate them just because that's my contribution to the table, really. I'm not I'm not that quick with um, real humor, if that makes sense. So I just sort of stick to, I stick to the more make-believe impression type stuff. Were you, um, so let me guess, suffice to say you were a big Disney fan growing up then? A hundred percent, still am. Still am. And let me guess what your favorite Disney film might be. There's thousands, so we might be here forever, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna give it a go. Is your favorite Disney film Oh god, I can't even think myself now. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, as a as a modern live action Pirates of the Caribbean, I would say is arguably better than. I'm way say, off. Lord I'm of the way Rings. off, aren't I? Just tell but, me, I'm way off. I know I'm way off. <laughs> you're way off in terms of the the classics. If we were going to go for classics, I'd have to go for um, either Mulan or The Lion King. Mulan, and that's getting remade, isn't it? It has been, and it's and it's out, and it's on Disney Plus, and people can go and stream it and watch it and you contribute know, to. As a Disney fan, though, how do you feel? Um, this is kind of going off a little bit on its own tangent, but I wanted to ask you um, before I carry on, what as as a huge Disney fan, how do you feel seeing all these classic animation films? You know, much loved classics um, in the in the history books. You know, very much loved by a lot of the population across the world. How do you feel seeing them getting live, that live action feel to it? We've seen loads of live action uh, movies over the past decade, Beauty and the Beast. Um, we've seen the Jungle Book remade. We've seen so many more. But how do you react seeing that? Do you think it's something that is is quite good? So it gives kind of younger people who maybe weren't around when the classics were out, giving them a new, you know, outlook at these new films to see what they were all about. But for, you know, kids that were around at the time where Aladdin and, and all those classic Disney films were made, just not liking it. How, how do you react to that? Disney live. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the animation, although I don't think the, I don't think the target are younger people. I think we're still the demographic for the live action remakes. Um, and I think it's probably much more of a franchise business decision than a creative decision to do it. Um, lots of money getting pumped into them. And I think it's just capitalizing on each film's franchise throughout the ages and moving with the time. So I think it can be done really well, but um, I'm not necessarily, I say the biggest fan of them. I would still, for some of them, rather watch the classics, I think. If there's one, you know, one of the live action remakes that, if there's one that you thought really resonated well with the classic, what would you say? What would it be? If there was one live action film that you thought, okay, this is, this is really good. This is something that I can familiarize myself with the uh, classic. What would it be? Uh, probably Aladdin. Aladdin. I, th Aladdin. I think that was one of the sort of truest and kept to the, the form and the layout that we know rather than necessarily something like Mulan that kind of took away a lot of the original in terms of music and whatnot. Um, I kind of wanted to see if I see a remake, I want to see it like I knew it, but with fresh, modern um, special effects and stuff. So it kind of, it brings animation to life rather than trying to make it a complete different remake. Because when that happens, I'm a bit like, no, 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 I quite liked how you had it the first time. It was Absolutely. that way for a reason. Absolutely. Um, and as an impressionist, um, there's two sides to this next question. So the first one is, 
if you know an impression that you're going to do, if, if you've pre-planned an impression that say you're going to do an impression of Shrek and you and you know you're going to do that compared with if you're in a cafe and uh, someone asks you to do an impression, what's that like for you as an impressionist to really divulge all that information compared with, you know, knowing what you're going to do compared to being on the spot? How do you deal with that as an impressionist? I hate being put on the spot because people think that the first time you do it's going to be perfect. I mean, what I what I do like to do is on my videos, nothing is pre-recorded and then video added to it. Lots of impressionists will make their audio track um, like a song artist would, and then they will apply a video on top and then it will appear as if they're doing it perfectly first time. But what I do is to basically i've got no knowledge about music production at all so i've got garage band i press record i press record on my phone i clap and that's as technical as my uh production goes so i basically just do all of the impressions over and over again until they're all right and then i'll write when i save the file i'll be like so i'll be like shit mike wazowski incredible mickey okay winnie or whatever then when i'm reviewing them i'll look down the list and if we've got two really goods and no shits that's when I'll be like, okay, I'll listen to that back. And then I'll use that video. So I try and do it without cutting the camera. Um, so that I can control because if I do it really bad a hundred times, it doesn't matter as long as the hundred and one is perfect. But when you're with friends and they're like, oh, you can do an impression of so-and-so. And I'm like, I, yeah, but just give me a minute and I've got to think about it. And it's, I'm not very um, off the cuff as a lot of them yeah. are. And, and as an impressionist, I'm speaking not just as an impressionist, but as any sort of career, do you believe in perfection? Because you're not always going to perfect exactly what you're going to do. As you, as you, as you, you know, as yeah. you rightly said, it will take time to do it and you will take time to make it really good. But do you believe in perfection all the time during anything that you're doing? Uh, I would say no. And the reason being when I first started content creation, it was still images and it was trying to create the perfect image um, for brands or myself that was really next level agency standard of creative. Um, and some of that's done well. And that's where I earn my money really is through creative imagery. Um, so if I think financially, yes, I think a step towards perfection can help because people will pay for higher quality, but in terms of account growth and popularity, I'm not a good impressionist. Like I'm not, it's just, I just have consistently attempted to do it over a long period of time. And I think the best creators aren't those that worry about perfection. They're the people who just show up every day. And it almost doesn't matter if what they post, well, it, it, to a point, it doesn't really matter what they post. As long as they're posting something that's within their niche and what they do reasonably well for a long period of time, they will grow. And that's what I did yeah, on TikTok. I, exactly. I didn't it's, care. It's kind of, over a long period of time you kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and 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 that's how you're starting to get all this good recognition but what was the moment what was the moment that you sort of had you started to know okay this is going to go somewhere for me that you started having a lot of recognition for what you were doing what was that moment in time for you as an impressionist it was actually when I copied someone so it's kind of ironic because impressionists do what they copy people TikTok is what a trending app to copy people. So I put both of those together thinking you see a video on your for you page. Uh, this is maybe a bit naive, but I saw a video and I was like, well, I can do that, but I can do it better. Much like people would see a dance of Charlie D'Amelio. They will then do that dance. So I saw a guy doing a um, Australian English and American thing about his parents telling them off. 
And I was like, that is terrible. That really is terrible. So I'm going to take that script and I'm going to redo it. And then I did it and then it blew up. And then it blew up to the point where he sent me an image, uh, not an image, a message on Instagram saying, fuck you, can't believe you stolen my script. And I was like, whoa. So TikTok's not a trend app. That was your script. It was very, it was a big learning curve, but it was still a moment where I was like, okay, opinions matter on an app like TikTok and it's opinion driven and it's conversation driven. Um, so why not get countries and identify them and kind of low key insult them without being, um offensive so that they will all chip in with their opinions yeah and you've got three countries piling in with comments that's going to blow content up so it was actually accents through impersonating other tiktokers that's how it started yeah and then the character stuff then came second but what what made tiktok the perfect platform for you to showcase exactly like who you are and what you do what made it resonate so well with you as as an impressionist was it kind of the fact that a lot of people started to, you know, upload all of that onto the, um, onto the, onto the platform. The fact that there was so much comedy content, so much impressionist content that there was, it's a very diverse app, but what made it the app for you, Ollie? I think it's important to understand the psychology of who people are on applications. You and I on each different application, even though we're the same person, our mind is in a different place and we're consuming content differently. And I think TikTok was a, fr- a breath of fresh air to Instagram's existence. And it came at the right moment in time with the pandemic hitting, people being at home and people not necessarily understanding um, what equipment they need, what this, what that. It, it made creating accessible to people and then it pushed content. Anyone who's ever tried to grow an Instagram page knows the ongoing battle they feel they've got with an algorithm, for example. As with TikTok seems to be like your biggest fangirl at every moment and they will be flying your banner, they will be waving your flag, and they will be pushing your content until it finds people that want to watch, and then it will then push within that niche of people. So you feel like the app and you are working incognito, and for that style of content, it worked, because I think Instagram, it's too visual for impressions, Um, unless you're a celebrity where everyone will like what you put out anyway. It's not really an impression-based place because people browse Instagram normally with the sound off, which is obviously a big drawback for an impressionist. And then YouTube, I haven't really dived into it. I've done a few videos that I've done okay. Um, But again, organic growth, far lower because supply, demand, concentration, all of that jazz. I was more on TikTok at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And when you're doing your impressions, you're picking loads of different, you know, characters to impersonate. For each one of them, how do you embody that character? Do you have to, you know, watch the characters back to really get an idea and a sense of, you know, how you are going to embody that character? And, and when you're at the moment, when, when you're recording and, and, and doing your impressions, I mean, how do you find that character? Uh, I can answer the first question. I don't actually know how to answer the second part of the question. It kind of just happens. I mean, if, if there's a accent or an impression that I don't know, or I feel like I haven't heard it in a while. Like for example, Stitch, I'll just go onto YouTube and put in Stitch best bits and just watch like a completion video that's maybe three to five minutes long. Um, but I don't, I don't know how I just chop between them. Um, I guess it's kind of like singing. People have learnt a note and they know how to regurgitate that note. But in the moment, the brain's working so quickly, you would never actually be able yeah. to understand how or why. But that's the best way I can describe it. It's kind of like singing, but speaking. 
Absolutely. And, you know, as an impressionist, you, you, you get comfortable doing the impressions that you've done. So, you know, you might have done a certain impression and multiple amount of times. Do you think it's important as an impressionist to challenge yourself to do new impressions each time and keep refreshing content, bringing new things in? It's always, you find that is vital for impressionists to keep adding to their, you know, their content to make it new and refreshing for the viewers listening in. I think it is, but I also think it's important to stay consistent. I think the thing with impressions is you're probably after like an impressions account isn't going to be like a fashion account. A fashion account could see maybe 200,000 views, very like every video guaranteed. But I think an impression video, you could get like 100 views or 10 million views on the same account next door to each other. Um, Because I think impression videos are very much viral attempts rather than necessarily being a consistent creator that receives the same praise throughout. So I think if you mix it up however you can, then um, yeah, you have a better chance of people going, oh, that's a bit different. But equally having your thing is always a good thing. Yeah. Because people always say to me, oh, I thought you're Ollie Ball. And even I in my head just then went, it's Ollie Ball here. And I'm like, how the hell has he managed to get that to a point where it's then overtaken everything I've ever put out there and people have gone, oh, you're not Ollie Ball. No, I'm not. Oh, it's it, that. Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from there, and and I still can't understand how Ollie Ball says one thing that is probably the most common used catchphrase that I hear people saying off TikTok now. It's 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 so common, it's unbelievable. But um, Ollie, you're rolling in the millions on TikTok. I mean, you're looking at your numbers; it's absolutely incredible. But out of all those, you know skits you've put out my personal favorite is the harry potter skits i absolutely love the impressions you do with harry potter that's my probably my favorite thing being a harry potter fan but yeah out of all those skits what is the one that you feel most proud of doing one that you feel like yes you know that's the one as soon as you posted it on tiktok how did you feel that you know seeing all the viewers you know tuning into it watching it really liking it what would you choose out of all those out of all those skits you've done uh, it would be a Harry Potter bad guy, um, without a doubt, which is actually one of my first ones. But I've posted it about five times and it still, even if, even if I posted it today, it would outperform anything I've posted in the last month. Um, and it, it like there was no real science behind it. I didn't actually think about it too much. But in hindsight, the lines for the characters did really work. Like Voldemort at the end saying, I'm a bad guy, genuinely. He was the last person on the list that I then put at the end. It wasn't actually because he's a bad guy. And then when I see people comment, oh, you chose that because of this character. I'm like, no, I have no idea about that. But okay, sure. So somehow it worked. Favorite character you've ever impersonated and why? Uh, Character, character. Probably... Probably Mushu or anything Eddie Murphy based just because he's so iconic and to get his tone and articulation as a white guy as well. When I get it, sometimes I'm like, oh, that was cool. And typically nothing's ever recording in that moment. I'll just be in the shower or something. But yeah. And he's someone that you look up to, you know, for getting into um, impressions and, 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 and comedy, or, or is there any other um, sort of impressionist or, or comedian out there that has inspired you to go on this, um, on this route? Uh, it, well, in terms of actor that sort of really embodies characters, Johnny Depp for me has always and will always yeah. be um, quite iconic in that sense. Um, 
some of the stories you hear there about how he does that is quite interesting and questionable but um so johnny depp as an actor is a voice actor robin williams of course i mean he's just legendary legendary absolutely legendary yeah um, um and, and 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 tell me you know either johnny depp or robin williams tell me about that first memory you had from them and how they and how that in particular memory speared you into doing and getting the success that you're getting on tip on tiktok right now uh, it's actually Mrs. Doubtfire is a big film that plays a part um, from the opening of him voicing Tweety Pie or the bird um, to standing his ground in a room when a creator goes or, or a producer said, no, I, I want you to do it like this. And he's like, but that's very out of character and I don't believe in that. And then he storms out and stands to his rights. And I think there's so much of that in this industry that people just kind of go along with and I really broke the mold with what I was doing by doing the impressions because everyone on Instagram when I posted them were like these are shit die just give up all of that stuff and I was like okay and then I posted them on TikTok because I had I felt like I had nothing to lose on there on Instagram I have a business to lose so while it's all fun and games if I have a business to lose I have a house to lose and I have health to lose then so for me it was important to distance the two and TikTok was kind of like this where you've got no followers anyway so you might as well. And it was the first chance that I sort of gave my two fingers in a similar light and it did really well. And then Johnny Depp, just his characters, really, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow, and then um, you, you Charlie can, the you can, Factory. You know, you can, you can walk past, you know, or if you can hear that voice of Jack Sparrow, you immediately think, you know, you can immediately just get drawn in i don't know as an actor he has that ability to draw people in and, and entertain them you just can't take your eyes off him yeah no he he's incredible i mean he's a crazy motherfucker but i mean he's incredible <laughs> um so looking into the future ollie what new impressions have you got planned i mean you know to give the viewers a bit of a hint i mean who have you got planned to do next uh, so I'm actually mixing things up a bit. So I'm combining, like I've been combining music and characters, things that wouldn't usually go together. I'm just trying to play around with that. So I'm going to be mixing different genres with different characters and also sidestepping from characters to celebrity impressions because I've not done many of those. So as well as the usual Disney and Harry Potter list, I'm going to be adding more celebrity type characters to that give us a hint who've you got planned for that because I'm, I'm i'm so pumped to hear well there's a political song i'm working on at the minute that's got from trump to obama to boris johnson to you, you, i think um, you know you know you're going to get so many hits with that and and do you think as long as, well, as it's right do you think as well do you believe releasing something at you do, do you choose a time where you feel now's the time to release it like look at an event that's happening and then releasing that video on that event could possibly get more views i'll be honest the stuff that's done the best has had absolutely no agenda in any way shape or form um i'm trying to get smarter with that so create things in line with trends um public uh interest the news all that type of stuff i'm trying to bring that together so that it is more topical but the problem with that is it's then not evergreen as with when you've got a piece of content that just is more iconic characters does iconic song it doesn't matter if that was posted during an election or not because it's you know yeah it's it's evergreen now before a very fun segment i've got to finish off ollie which i think you're going to really enjoy um where exactly do you want this journey to take you where what is your ambition where do you want to end up in the next five years it's a very good question i mean i thought 
there probably would have been a bit more that would have gone on from all of this, but maybe the world's not opened up yet and that's still in the pipeline. But I would love to voice a character or characters as part of some kind of animation or film. Um, I've done some pilot series, but they've they've not been commissioned. So unfortunately, there's nothing that's happened yet, but I would really love to take part in something more commercial. Offline. You're going to get there. I have all the belief in the world that you're going to get there, Ollie, 100%. We'll see. You'll have my undying support. But to finish off this um, this episode, I've got a little fun um, activity, you know, for the viewers that are listening in, because I think they're going to love it. Um, I want you to voice as many characters, and it could be any character, in oh 30 God. seconds. And I have to try and guess the character. Um, so... I just get my list you, you of get characters your, your up. Book, your <laughs> book of characters, the book of, of me failing this challenge because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm going to give it a go anyway. Uh, it's the weekly Crackle Mac. It's fun. It's exciting. Let's do it. Um, so any character you want uh, in 30 seconds, I'll tell you when uh, when the clock's starting. And yeah, you take it away. Okay. We'll stick to we'll stick to Disney. I've not done any Let's do Disney. Let's do today, Disney. So. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Take a sip of that drink because this is this is gonna be exciting. Right, you ready on long 30 seconds? Okay, let's go. Right, go. Arhana Moon's family and family moons now brother is left behind. That stitch. That stitch. Uh aboard the black pearl, we've got Captain Jack Sparrow. Right, isn't that oh, Jeffrey Rush plays him? Um Barbosa. Barbosa. And that's correct. In terms of the other people on board this ship, who might this person be taking over oh. the Black Pearl? <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, moving into Pixar. Uh, la, 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 la. Dude, riding the waves, dude. Hey, yo, dude. Oh, come that's on. Crush. That's Crush the Turtle. That's Crutch. Uh, you didn't hand in your paperwork, Grizowski. Roz. Roz. And now we're back into DC when we're talking about Ariel and her prince. Sebastian. Sebastian. And, <clears throat> hey, yo, come on now, Pumbo. We're going to be heading oh. all the way back to the Pride Lands. Timon. Timon. And finally, oh, no, I can't say his name. <laughs> the man with the flame on his hands and his head. I can't hear what I'm Lumiere. doing. Lumiere. Lumiere. Well, that and was brilliant. That was there just we go. That We've was had brilliant, some. Ollie. I feel I did quite Shows well. how rusty I've been. You did very well considering I think, I think I did how really terrible well. they were. But um, to finish off this episode, I want to thank you so much, Ollie, for coming on the show. It's been great. Um, where exactly can you know the viewers that are listening into this episode find your work? Because I really want them to see how talented you are. Um, so, I mean, where can they find you? Uh, it's at by Ollie B, B-Y-O-L-I-E-B, across everything, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Um. I do have bioli.b on Instagram as well. That's like a reels only, which is my so cool. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the best nickname I've heard. But um, for the viewers that are listening into this week's episode with Ollie, then you can find it on Spotify. Ollie, my friend, thank you for taking your time out on the show. Love the impressions. And I wish you all the best with your future career. Thank you very much. Likewise, look forward to listening to the podcast. No problem. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Be in, bye. <laughs>